Greetings, amigos, and top teners everywhere. Welcome back, or welcome to Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. I am your host, co-host, Kyle. Opposite me today, as he is every day, is your favorite co-host, Mike. Today, we will be discussing a topic. I don't know what it is. It's Mike's topic. We will rank the top 10 of said topic. We will vigorously debate. By the end of this episode, we will have created a definitive top 10 list for Michael's topic. So, Mike, what are we doing this week? All right, K-Dog. This week, we're going to be talking about a very timely topic. We are going to be discussing some of the best activities for the autumn. Mm. I want to actually get into at some point whether it's douchey to call it autumn versus fall. (laughs) (laughs) I think that the, the question of what is and isn't douchey will probably come up a few times in this topic. Oh, yes. But I thought it was a good idea to steal from our dear friend, and resident rascal Derek because yeah. I love that summer activities pod I may have fallen asleep while we were recording it but I really enjoyed it <laughs> and I was actually just so as we're recording it's October 14th and I'm up here in New England and this is the peak it's all downhill from here it is going to get really bad really soon but right now it's beautiful and so I'm I'm into all things fall I this is perfect time to do it, it this is like literally couldn't have been better because yesterday I participated in a number of great fall events. So it's fresh on everyone's mind. And, you know, hopefully this comes out in time for people to enjoy some of these recommendations <laughs> for like a day hopefully or two. Hopefully we haven't taken a total turn. When we were on our honeymoon, we joked that like we left in like basically the, the waning days of summer and we were going to be gone for two weeks and that we were going to miss autumn completely because the short season here in the Midwest and... We were kidding, but also, like, it's, like, 30 degrees outside, so, <laughs> but, yeah, no, this is perfect. Um, I'm, I, I, fall, it changes every season, and that season becomes my favorite season, but right now, fall is my favorite. Absolutely. So, I want to, I want to discuss two things really quickly. One is that these are not necessarily things that only happen in fall. Yeah. They're things that, in some cases, only happen in fall, but in other cases, my enjoyment of said things or a person's enjoyment of said things are, is heightened by the fact that it's fall. So that's yeah. an important distinction. The other distinction is fall, as we are defining it, would be north of the equator. Which brings <laughs> me to a question that I didn't, I didn't want to research beforehand. I want to ask you, because you studied abroad in Australia. So because the seasons are flipped, would an Australian refer to the time of year it is right now as spring? Or is there fall like spring. Hmm. So, so let me ask the more, I'll ask the more obvious one, like summer and winter. So around in December, do they call that summer or do they, or do they have a warm winter? They, they have a warm winter, but they call it winter. So they do call it winter. Yeah, I believe so. But it's warm. Cause we, we got there in the middle of our summer in, or no. <laughs> no, we went there at the beginning of the school year, so like end of summer, and we yep. and we left in December, and they called it winter when we left, but it was just warm. But now okay, so they so we were so there were... In, we were there in what should have been fall, mm-hmm. but I don't think, but I think they just called it fall. Like I think whoever decided this was a thing was a northern hemisphere, and it's just stuck. Okay. All right, so that's good to know. So everybody on Earth agrees that right now, I, you know, obviously some people have like rainy season, dry season type stuff, monsoon season, whatever. But let's just assume generally we're all existing in fall. We just have different ideas of what's associated with fall. Yeah. So this, okay. All right. Yeah. So we're specifically, we're going to be very uh, North American centric. We're going to go north of the north of the equator here. And we're specifically going to sort of have a, a northern part of the United States fall. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, sorry, guys. For those, for our listeners in Belize, we're very sorry. Or for our listeners like anywhere below the Mason-Dixon line or west yeah. of like Kansas. Yeah, our friend Jameson's family, I know you were listening. Stop listening. <laughs> take a take a week off. Yeah, take a breather. Um, all right, so you want to just hop into this thing? Yeah, let's go. All right, number 10. It's a wonderful thing any time of year, especially wonderful this time of year, baking. <laughs> baking is a great thing. It's really fun. I know how much you revere the great American apple pie. It's a wonderful thing. I recently discovered, because I was making 
butternut squash French toast, which is amazing. Anybody out there who wants the recipe, just holla at me. Sign me up. I'm interested. It's made with challah bread, so it's a little pun there. But feel free to ask me for the recipe. I know. Feel free to ask me for the (laughs) recipe. But in the recipe, it calls for pumpkin pie spice, which is an actual spice manufactured by McCormick's or whoever makes spices. There's also something called apple pie spice, which is Mm. a little ridiculous, but I just love that that exists. Yeah, and I wish I had that for, like, I think that's a good pair with breakfast foods, like like a waffle Mm -hmm. or a pancake or toast or eggs, you know, like anything, really. Absolutely. So baking is just, it's great. That smell, I don't know what it is about the interaction of baking smells and cold, but it makes the baking smells better. Well, and there's something pleasant about adding heat to your abode from your oven. And that's a very good point. It's like kind of a pain in the summer when you're like sweaty, but in the, mm. in the fall or the winter, like there's something, very, it's almost like, it's almost like having a fire going. Like, like knowing that there's heat coming from a source that's not central air is really nice. It's got a nice comforting feel to it. So I think that may be subconsciously a part of it. But like also there are just a number of things that you bake only in the fall. So while I think baking anything in the fall is probably a little more pleasurable, the fact that like you're more inclined to bake like a, like, and this to me, it feels like Thanksgiving foods too. Like, like a pumpkin or a pecan or an apple pie is awesome. This isn't, I don't know if it's really considered baking, but like Allegis and I, this will be year two of our new tradition. We like to do homemade caramel and make caramel dipped apples. And that's really Ooh. fun. I'm counting. That's, we'll call that baking. That sounds yeah. like baking. By the way, it's way easier than you think to make caramel. You just have to heat up sugar. That's it. Is that really all it is? That's all it is. So, but anyway. sounds lovely. Yeah. This is, this is a great, a great pick. And this is the time of the year. I think when I eat more pastries than I do normally. So yeah. like, it, it all ties together. Well, I don't want to spoil any later items, but I do want to point out that New Girl has a really good sort of thought on fall, which is that it's not a good time to meet somebody because everybody's wearing a lot of layers and you don't know what could be hiding under the layers. This sounds like a Schmidt thing. It, I think it is a Schmidt thing. It's a very mean take on fall. Yeah. But it is, it does connect with the baking thing because I too take liberties because I know I'll be wearing more layers. Nobody's going to notice if I put a couple more cookies in my cookie jar. Like, I think it's a good thing. That's true. Yeah. All right. So number nine is yet another item that is good any time of year, but it's great in the fall. And that is strolling. <laughs> Especially strolling <laughs> not through the to be, city. Not to be confused with walking, no. or ambling, or meandering. No. Absolutely not. This is specifically strolling. <laughs> and I'm talking most specifically about strolling the city or like a town square. Yeah. Now, for me, this all boils down to temperature. Yeah. So I, for those of you who are not familiar with the route I take from my home to work, which is probably very few of you listening, I live very close to the train station that I take to work. I drive. I drive because it's a time for me to have five more minutes of air conditioning on my body so that I don't be really sweaty by the time I get to work. Like, temperature is crucial to me. Yep. Strolling in the summer is not fun. I get gross. I get sweaty. Occasionally you get a little rash because you're too sweaty and hot. Sure. Caroline and I strolled yesterday. <laughs> it was just epic. I, I was, the climate control was fantastic. I didn't get hot at any point. I felt a breeze on my ears. It was so nice. Strolling. Okay. So that's, I think that's the big thing is I really like the breeze that comes with strolling. Mm-hmm. And what I like about strolling in autumn is that oftentimes there are some leaves on the ground and so the the conjunction of or the combination of a slight breeze and loose leaves typically makes for a really nice soundscape the soundscape i didn't even consider that that's wonderful yeah i think i think you could stroll strolling peaks pretty much anywhere but i do think that in urban areas it really it's really nice and yeah. Elise and I have started to make a habit of taking trips in the fall because it makes for less crowded locales. And just also, like, you're totally right. Like, vacate, we do a lot of walking and our vacation is just exploring. And, like, doing that in the summer would be a real pain in the butt. But going in the fall, you're still guaranteed, like, it's going to be a little chillier, but also not, like, freezing. And it's perfect walking weather. And that's a big part of it. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of of number nine here, even though it seems like kind of a duh or like walking seriously. But I, I, I really do think that it's the perfect time of year for this kind of thing. 
I'm glad you embraced this because this I feel very passionate about this one. And there, there's another thing about strolling in the, the fall that I really enjoy that I think will probably figure high on your list elsewhere. So we'll wait. I think it will too because I have a feeling I, I know what you're <laughs> referring to. But I do want to note the thing about the stroll. It it needn't be associated with any activity that you can't do any other time of year. This simple fact of the weather is so big. But yes, when adding this strolling to a few of the other things we talk about, the combination's unbeatable. Mm-hmm. All right, number eight is one that you were just mentioning you engaged in just this weekend, apple picking. Mm-hmm. So I, not intended to be a hot take to have apple picking this low on the list. It's a great time. And to me, there's almost nothing on earth better than a Macintosh apple, especially a nice, fresh, kind of sour, snappy one from the orchard. Mm-hmm. Although I hated apples as a kid, I've come to love them, especially the Macintosh. That's really but interesting. This, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to grow into. Yeah, because the apple in general is like something you can count on a, a kid just wanting to eat. Absolutely, it's a weird. It's like if I suddenly liked like graham crackers after never liking them it's it's an odd thing <laughs> chicken to have not liked like, yeah it's like oh now i love chicken nuggets. i never liked them as a kid but i kind of grew that up that would be really <laughs> the dinosaur ones <laughs> oh i do love the dinosaur egg oatmeal i want some of that now that's great for the fall <laughs> but the thing about the apple orchard is i think there's a lot of pressure on it that's my only that i think that'll be the only thing putting it where it is mm. is it, it becomes this real focal point for the fall and so it becomes an event which is fine but if it doesn't live up exactly to your expectations, it can be a little disappointing. I also want to note, at least for me, it sneaks up on me every year and you end up going too late in the season. Cause the really the time to be at the apple orchard is like the first or second week of September. Yeah. And I always end up there mid October when all of this been apples have been over. trampled on and yeah. So I think you need to go a little earlier. Definitely. I think that Derek set a really good groundwork for this topic because in that podcast for beach activities, we ranked more highly things that you can only do at the beach. So like you could put something on the list that you could do anywhere, but it's more fun at the beach. Mm -hmm. I think we should do the same thing here. You can bake or stroll at all times. Apple picking because of the way that apples grow. Yes, it would much, not be seasonal to pick them at other times. <laughs> you pretty much have to do it in the fall. So I think I'm going to lobby hard for this to move up a little bit. But And I also just think that the apple picking is just a really delightful thing to do. We, I think there's nothing better than kind of being really, really picky about the apples that you want. And, uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like having really high standards and like really combing it through and only picking like the very best ones. Like I think there's a real pleasure in the hunt for them. Mm. I think obviously going earlier in the year enhances the experience considerably. Yeah. And I just really like consuming apples. So I don't know. There's something, there's something magical about taking an apple off a tree and just biting into it right away. And obviously you're not really supposed to do that because you're buying by weight, but that is true. But I did do it. I ate an apple. So I, I'm glad that it's on the list. I think for me, and we used to do this like pretty much every year when I was a kid. So there's a lot of sentimental value for it for me so i i might lobby for it to be a little higher later but i think that's reasonable i'm not i'm certainly not anti-apple picking i love apple picking i just think it's it it, it's fraught but i think i think it probably moves up in the end yeah it's also important to note that like there are usually a lot of apple picking adjacent activities because like if you were just to do apple picking like you can't spend all day doing that you know that's true and so there are a lot of things that surround apple picking that I really like too. So that's important to note. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, so that was number eight. So I think that takes us to a new segment, does it not? Typically we do it after number seven, I think. Yeah, I'm a little rusty. <laughs> Let's move to number <laughs> All right, we'll oh, move to number seven. Cue card so number... is off. I know, I'm a little off. All right, number seven, this is one that it might even fall off the list because it's such a all all weather thing, but I think fall is the right time for it. And number seven is snuggling. Mm. So this is, to me, peak snuggling time. Whether you're snuggling with a loved one, you know, a romantic loved one, a family member, a pet, whatever it is, this is a great time to have a blanket pulled way up to wear thick, fuzzy socks and then insert whatever activity. You watch TV. I love reading at this snuggle time playing a board game, playing cards, perhaps euchre, whatever it might be. The snuggling piece, 
it's very, I think I'm realizing that a lot of this is very Darwinian. Like these are, these are just survival tactics. Yeah. Like warm. we're, we're gathering food. We're warming a fire. We're staying warm and huddling. Like these are snuggling is so primal. And this is the time of year when your body's like, better get close to something that's alive and warm. Well, let me show you here, Mike. I'm currently cozied up in a very, oh, yeah. very large throw blanket. Is yeah, that time? That's of the year. right move. It's that time of year. I, I think. I think you're right. Like it, it doesn't. It doesn't need necessarily to be cu- snuggling with like another person. Like you can snuggle oneself. Oh, that's the thing. We are not single shamers here. Yeah. A, a self snuggle is really key at this time of year. I, I was at my sister's sister Erin, former guest of the pod, last night, and on her couch was a pillow with a t-shirt on it, which like, <laughs> which I assumed is, like, her attempt to make, like, a, you know how they have, like, those man pillows? Yeah. And I was, like, it seemed odd for her, and then she's, like, oh, no, like, I just like to switch out my pillowcases frequently and don't have, like, a lot of pillowcases, so I just put t-shirts on it. <laughs> That's awesome. So I like when we were sitting there watching football, I just like like had my arm around the pillow the whole time <laughs> with the t shirt on it. <laughs> Anyways, no, I think I think you're spot on with this one. It's always a good time to, to snuggle, but it's so much more pleasurable with when it's actually cold outside or maybe even a little yeah. drafty in one's apartment or home. I'd also like to say that cuddling is at its peak if it is audibly and loudly raining outside and you're oh yeah and this isn't you're not as likely to have it rain as you are in the spring but you do get a, a fair bit of rain in in fall as well and so i think that the heightened potential for a, a good storm cuddle mm-hmm. is a big part of this that's huge i totally agree with that the sound the soundscape you've really opened my ears to the soundscape piece of this whole thing fall has nice sounds it's a great it's a great time for one's ears yeah yeah, I'm with you. All right, so that takes us through number seven, which I personally think is a great time to talk about the not top ten. I agree. But that's, I mean, that's just my take. So. All right, uh, so I got a couple here. One is just something I've actually never done, but it seems like it would suck. I don't know. You may open my eyes to this one. So that would be hay rides. <laughs> it, it just seems really dumb. I don't know. Maybe people actually like hay rides, but I can't imagine anybody really likes a hay ride. I, I love the hay ride. Okay, so I'm way off base. So, I think this is borderline criminal to put the hayride <laughs> on the not top three. Like, what the fuck is the matter with you? So, like, I just, I assumed other people thought it was dumb. Maybe they don't. So, like, maybe as an adult, like, if you're gonna be a, a dick about it, like, well, I'll just sit on a, a, a tractor with a hay on it. Oh, it's so slow. Like, it's delightful, especially like if your your scenery is like, you know, you're in, you're probably in an orchard. There's probably a barn somewhere. There's there's a decent chance there's a cornfield nearby. We rode a tractor yesterday. Didn't have hay on it. And, like, we could have easily walked back to the front of the place. But there's a tractor. Like, of course we're going to ride the tractor. It's nice to do. And and you considered this a pleasant experience? Yeah, it was fine. It was communal. There were a lot of other people enjoying the tractor. There were cute kids. It was, it was fun. And I, I'd like to throw on here the haunted hayride is something that is important because... I am a self-proclaimed card-carrying scaredy cat. Mm. I don't like to be scared <laughs> in I any way. And, but I enjoy the haunted hayride because it takes out of the haunted house experience. What I believe is the most terrifying part is the, the fact that it's self-guided and you have to propel yourself forward. It takes sort of that element of choice out of it a little bit. Exactly. I'm just along yeah. for the ride. You have no more agency. It's not my fault if I get scared. Exactly. So like. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, exactly. So like, if something jumps out of the trees or like someone starts a chainsaw nearby, like it's scary still, but like it's preordained what's going to scare me. And mm-hmm. I don't, and I'm not pulling myself into it. It's this evil tractor. I had no choice in the matter. So like, I, I, I can stomach it. I just. That's a really interesting bit of human psychology. I think. That- there's there's more to unpack here, but I'm I'm we'll move on. <laughs> so, but anyways, I, like I guess like in a in a in a vacuum, like the hayride is not like, and and the hay itself is like, fairly uncomfortable. <laughs> but, 
but I just, I don't know. This is maybe- this was not meant to be a dickish thing. I just don't know about hayrides and thought that people didn't like them. I, if they like them, uh, by all means, let's not put it on the not, ten, not I, top. No, I just think it's something that you do this time of year. And it's a th- okay. as a kid, I, I was always jazzed to be on a hayride. Maybe I'm like like romanticizing this, but I don't it's know. It's much more likely that I'm just not because I'm uninformed. That feels more likely. Yeah. I got You actually mentioned two activities that I didn't put on the list that I'm now curious whether they're tops or not tops. We don't have to rank them now, but let's just agree whether they're good or bad. Okay. Haunted house, corn maze. Just yay or nay on those things. I think haunted house falls into a slightly different... I, I don't think it qualifies for this list because... I think there's probably a separate, like, Halloween It's too niche Yeah. Okay. Corn, it's funny you say corn maze, because prior to yesterday, I would have stumped really hard for it, but after participating in one yesterday, it was a pretty, like, pretty bad experience, like, (laughs) because, well, part of it is that, like, this maze had, like, a bunch of exits, and the way it worked was there were, like, little, like, stands where you would go and, like, punch a card, and you had to, like, hit all of them, so, like... There was never, like, a threat of not getting out of the maze and, like, getting lost. Like, you could get out at any time, pretty much, with, like, a few a few minutes of searching. And I was really looking forward to, like, really getting lost and, like, having a hard time getting out. And also, the corn was, like, not high enough, so, like, you could see other people. <laughs> and, like, it was really thin, so, like, you could clearly see, like, where the other paths were. So, like... That was a pretty lame experience. We did get gummy bears on the way out, but, like, I don't know. It was pretty disappointing. So your previous maze experiences are like the book Goblet of Fire, Triwizard Maze, and your experience yesterday was like the movie version of it. Yeah. I think part of it was just that I used to be short er, <laughs> And, like, I was just, like, genuinely more lost <laughs> and like maybe didn't have such a strong a sense of like my my location as i do now as an adult i don't know the- so you like to be lost and helpless seem like the things i've gathered from your hayride and your corn maze things when that's the idea like <laughs> like i don't like to be lost in general but if like the idea of a maze is to be lost yeah i want to be lost and like if the okay. if, like a haunted hayride like i don't like to be scared but if I'm doing this, the whole point is to be scared, and that's a little. T- I just like I don't. I don't want to walk into anything. I just whatever. But you're right. Like in a maze, yeah. Like I'd. I want to feel at some point a sense of like mis. Un, like what's the word? Like I just want to feel lost at some point because that's the kind of the appeal of a maze, right? It's true. It's interesting. All right. So core mazes are probably on the. They're in the middle. I, I'm fair to. Put, I'm happy to put that on the not top three based on my experience. At yesterday. least that one. Yeah. All right. So a couple more. One is raking leaves. That sucks. I love jumping into a leaf pile as much as the next guy, but that's a lot of labor and it's a real pain in the ass. It's not fun and like there's no good rake. Like every rake sucks. Doesn't exist. The worst to me <laughs> is as much as the metal rake is been my my rake of choice. The problem is it pierces the leaves, and then yeah. you end up with a bunch of leaves stuck on the end, in which case the rake is no longer a rake, and it's a, it's a shovel. Yeah, no, I, and the, the problem with raking leaves is that, like, if you have a pile of 10 leaves that you need to move from point A to point B, you're probably doing six strokes with the rake. You yes. can't get them all. It no. sucks. Like, you can do, you can get, if you have a huge yard of leaves, like, you could, it would take you, it takes forever to rake yeah. leaves. It's not, it sucks. It's a crappy activity. At the end of the day, when you've got a pile of leaves, we can have a different conversation about it. But the act yes. itself is no fun. I've yet to come across like a good rake. And then there's always the potential for you leave a rake lying around and then you've got the step on a rake, handle comes up and whacks That does happen. Like, that's not a fake thing. That's a, it may happen in cartoons, but it also happens in real life. I also think that this romantic image of the crunchy raking it's usually slick and wet, and sometimes you get a little bit of frost on the leaves, which is the worst. Ugh. The, like, nice, soft, crunchy pile of leaves is, is, exists for about a three day period. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally on board with this one. Okay. Last two. One is for our, our friends in the bread basket. I gotta think that, like, barn raisings and harvesting is a lot of work. I'm sure it's rewarding, but I don't know. This is a busy time of year if you're a farmer. 
Yeah, so, it, it feels like it's a very work-intensive time of year, and work is not fun in general. So, yeah, shouts to you guys. This is a tough. This is a tough time, but thank you for supplying our food. Yeah, and then the last one is bandwagon fall fans. Now, I don't have Ooh. a problem with liking fall, all these things, but I guess specifically this would be interacting because we're doing activities. To so be interacting with bandwagon fall fans, uh, it's fine if you want to Instagram leaves and stuff. I I do it because I love fall. It's just, what's your intention? Why are you doing this? That's my question. I need to understand your motivation. And I think when interacting with a person in fall, you can usually tell whether they're snuggling because they want to snuggle or they're snuggling because they want to take a picture of it. Mm. This is that's like, my issue. This is in general a good, like, not top for any topic that we do, but it does yeah. seem to come out often in fall. Yeah, it's just become such a hot thing recently. I thought you were going to say band, like, sports bandwagoners, particularly in the fall, because it's the time of the year when people are bandwagoning sport, like, baseball teams in the playoffs. They're bandwagoning, like, hot start college football teams. They're- you know what? We should talk about this more shortly. Okay. All right, so that's our not tops. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any others. I like. I okay. can think of like a number of things that I like to do in other seasons that wouldn't be fun to do in autumn. But that's a good, that's a good point. Swimming. Yeah, you've never done the polar plunge. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> swimming. I can vouch for swimming not being very fun at this time of year. Ugh. Yeah, let's get let's, right. let's get out of here. Well, let's get into the good stuff. All right, so number six, it's a classic: leaf peeping, leaf peeping, and I will. I'll kind of broaden this a little bit to driving, like. A good fall drive, typically to see leaves, but it's a really nice time oh. of year. I, that's what we call it in New England. People who drive up up to like New Hampshire or Maine or Vermont to see the leaves change. Oh. It's called leaf leaf peeping. So when you said that, I assumed you meant disguising oneself in a pile <laughs> of leaves to spy on unsuspecting peoples. Well, I would I would bet that that's a thing people have done if if only in cartoons, but no. It's a little different than that. You're not peeping from the leaves. You're peeping at the leaves. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I, we can. I think a broader view of this is just a nice leisurely drive. This is a really fun time of year to take a little ride. It is. I, if I was going to broaden this one, I might say like, I would just broaden it and say like, n- maybe remove the, necess- ne- the necessity to be driving and just say like, looking at leaves because... I don't think I've ever, like, said, like, now is the time I will get in my car and I will drive for the express purpose of viewing, peeping at leaves. But I will say that in the, remember when we, our fall break senior year, we drove down to Charleston from Indiana and it was incredible. Like, like the, the changing of the leaves in that part of the country and the hills, like, it was one of the most amazing visual experiences I've ever had. Like, there's just, there's a real beauty in seeing the a sea of leaves, you know, like yeah. that, and it was these- almost heaven. It was West Virginia. It, it was really beautiful. I seriously, how about Asheville? Asheville. I I oh. want to go back to Asheville. That was a beautiful town. It's so beautiful, and and be an autumn. A lot of places hit peak, especially in the, our neighborhoods. A lot of yeah. our neighborhoods peak in autumn in terms of their 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 splendor. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair a fair compromise, but just. Taking in the visual beauty of the season is really something. And even if you, we don't need to broaden this like to just looking at earth at this time of year, but the sky has a different quality of blue. It's all, it's just beautiful to behold. Yeah. And I find that sunsets in autumn tend to be a little more beautiful. Like, I don't know. You, I feel this is like completely unscientific and completely anecdotal and probably mostly just due to the sunset I saw yesterday. It just feels <laughs> like there are more of like those nice pink and orange sunsets yeah. in the fall. Is that? And this also is like a slightly more faded quality. I think it's because I'm picturing people wearing those generic jerseys. You know, those like three quarter length faded generic jerseys. That's what the sunset is like in the fall. It's just like vintagey and faded and nice. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I think if we just put it in, if we made number five or number six, just like looking at leaves in general. I think that would satisfy what we're talking about. But I yeah, like, I agree. I love this concept of just driving somewhere to look at leaves. Oh, it's really nice. It's yeah. a big thing in, uh, in New England. Hmm. I'd like yeah. to participate in that. Yeah. Well, you're very welcome. Come visit. I will. All right. So number five is one that you actually were just kind of getting into and that's watching sports. I don't want to limit us to a particular sport. And you know why I don't want to limit us to a particular sport? They're all 
happening right now. We have got the World Series playoffs, so we will have the World Series starting very shortly. American football, both college and professional, are in full swing, like really in full swing. Things are happening. The English Premier League start will have started, actually, when this is pod is released, it will have started the day before. Mm-hmm. We have basketball starts, will have started the previous Tuesday. Hockey has already started. All the sports that you would want to watch are on right now. And all of them are on at like kind of a good time mm-hmm. of their year. Basketball and hockey become painful in about three months because there will still be three more months of them. Same with baseball, but rewind three months. Exactly. Baseball is at that time of year where it's like everything is crucial. Everything matters. They're putting relief pitchers out in the third inning. This is not that mid-year they put out the long relief guy to start a game. Like this is, this is crunch time. Football is, everybody, football is just fun. But basketball and hockey are really bearable right now. And in a way that they won't be until their playoffs start. Yeah, those sports are at their best in the playoffs, but the next best time for those is the very onset of the year when yeah. teams are still starting to figure shit out and there's just that new season hope in the air. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think it's, it, we should say just sports in general. But for me, <laughs> it's not what you think. Like I love MLB playoffs. I love them, but there is something extremely communal about how our nation just obsesses over football every weekend. Like, it's just football, football, football all the time. I love it. And the fact that it's both college and professional football, it's so, and I have another thing on my honorable mentions that I'll just, I don't know. I don't think it'll appear higher on your list, but tailgating in tandem mm. with football is one of the most pleasant things you can do in the fall. And I te- like, and it's not even have to be college or professional football. I attended a high school football game two weeks ago. Yeah. What an experience. Like, I, I have forgotten what, like, being at a high school football game is like. And it's just, you bring your blanket. It's, man, I, I love football in the fall. I love it. That's a really good note about high school football. We don't want to be too regionalized. And our friends in the American South and the American Midwest, they love their Friday Night Lights. And you're right. Even if it's not, like, big-time high school football, there is something about hot cocoa, freezing cold metal bench that you're sitting on a tartan blanket it, it's a good time and you're right community i think the theme of most of these things which once again comes back to this question of i think we're preparing to survive the winter uh is the communal aspect like it that it's a very inclusive sporting experience mm-hmm. yeah no it's 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 great and i'll just take this quick opportunity to shout out uh, he's been on the pod before, Ian. It was his high school football game I attended, and that son of a gun rushed for like sixty yards and had two interceptions. Like he played out of his mind. It was incredible. So that he's an athletic. He you don't have an image probably if you're listening, but he is a very athletic looking young man. I haven't seen him perform athletically, but I can tell he's a heck of an athlete. Oh, the boy can play. Just wanted to yeah. shout him out. But yeah, fo- sports in general this time of year are are peaking, and more specifically. This is like, this is football time. It was weird to say that given how much I love baseball, but like people don't anymore like rally around MLB playoffs unless their team is in it. Like football is just all encompassing like all day, Saturday and Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. All right. So that's number five. Number four is one of those ones that there's an interesting mix of things that are fun all year round and things that are specific to this season. Consuming fall beverages. Yes. So. Uh, there's some f- fall specific beverages like the pumpkin spice latte is become emblematic the PSL of the season. Uh warm apple cider is very much a fall drink, but then there's a couple that are good all year round that are especially good this time of year. How about a good cup of coffee? Yeah. Man, a nice hot cup of coffee in the fall is huge. Chai tea? Mhm. All them spices, it's a great time of year for chai tea. Uh, for me, when we go into the alcoholic beverages section, an old fashioned is my drink of choice. It's a great time of year for an old fashioned. I actually tried a new one yesterday with Caroline. So we went to this 
really snooty uh, mixology bar where this dude who looks like, uh, to steal a line from New Girl, looks like a Civil War surgeon, um, <laughs> comes over and just asks you what you like. Not like what drink you like, just things you like. Yeah. And then comes back with a drink. I love and that. And this dude, it was really cool. This dude served me something called a revolver, which is... Have you ever had one of these? No, that sounds so cool. <laughs> it was so cool. I felt like such a man. It had bourbon, coffee liqueur, orange, like essence of orange, and I think it had some bitters. And it's basically like a coffee old fashioned. Oh my god, I can't. That's imagine. my new drink. I can't think of a better drink for you. Oh, it was so perfect. It was unbelievable. It's the, my new drink of the fall. The only problem is that it's possible that guy made it up on the spot, and so you can't like go to another bar and ask for a revolver. I, you know. I, the problem is nobody's going to believe that I want one. Yeah. Even if it does exist, I'm going to be like, oh, sir, could I have a revolver? And they're going to be like, well, you know, that has, has dark booze in it. Right. And I'm like, I'm a man. Hey, I'm a man. I want a revolver, but that was delicious. So I just think generally it's a great time of year for that particular part of the flavor spectrum, like the rich, spicy, bold flavors just mm-hmm. really pop this time of year. Agreed. It's a t- and I think we should group into this fall beer because yes, hugely. Because it, now it's time to break out. It's not quite time to break out stouts, but you can get away with it. What I do. What's far more important than that? Far more important than that is that now it, we are flush. We are absolutely embarrassedly, embarrassingly flush with Oktoberfest. And yeah, I. Oh man, I love Oktoberfest beer. It's like the perfect for me. It's perfect because it's not like. It's not too dark because I love. We, we've talked about it on this podcast. I, yes, your tastes are well known to the audience. But Oktoberfest is like it's just like sweet enough, but it's yeah. dark. It's full bodied. It's like caramelly sweet, so it's like a mm. good. It's a good middle ground of sweetness. Oh, it's malty. Like I just yeah. I love Oktoberfest beer, and now is when everyone starts making them. And this to to speak to how douchey this is. Have you seen um? That Budweiser commercial where the the king comes in into like a tavern and he's like Bud Lights for everybody and there's like one guy in the corner and they're very intentionally making fun of like craft beer drinkers or like anybody that doesn't drink Bud Light and the guy is like oh actually I prefer mead and he's like <laughs> he's like okay Bud Lights for everybody and one mead and he's like oh is it autumnal <laughs> oh my God. is it autumnal and full bodied and he's like. Okay, one autumnal and full-bodied mead for this asshole. And, like, it is douchey, but at the same time, like, I'm that guy. Like, I want, like, a really nice, like, autumnal It's good! Beer. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I not want good beer? It's, I, I don't want to alienate any potential future sponsors, but Bud Light sucks. Carol, I know we're talking about this. There's no, the first to the eighth Bud, Bud Light suck. The eighth on is delicious. But like, I don't want eight beers, so the fr- I want my first to like second or third beer to be good. Yeah, no, I, look and listen. Bud Light has a role, and it fills yes. it spectacularly. Yes, but like, if I'm gonna drink two beers in an afternoon, three. If I'm gonna drink three or four, even like up to four or five beers in an afternoon, like I'm want I want it to taste good and. Yeah. And that's not the role that Bud Light fills. I'm going to be drinking something snooty. I'll be drinking Sam Adams or Great Lakes Oktoberfest because that shit tastes good. And it's especially tasty in the fall. So are you familiar? I discovered something. This is one of those situations where I discover something that everybody else has known about for quite some time. Okay. It's like the internet radio. Yep. So I was at... Yes. We yes, should make a list totally. of this and, and, and make it do it. podcast. <laughs> that actually would be fun. Like, I have to try all of these things. <laughs> So, apparently there's a thing, I don't even know what it's called, but there's a pumpkin beer in our area, it might be nationwide, called Shipyard, is that popular everywhere? I'm not familiar with that particular okay. one, but but pumpkin beer in general is is a thing. So, I, I'm, a, I'm aware of pumpkin beer, but yeah. this, apparently people do is they order a pumpkin beer with cinnamon sugar on the rim. Oh my. Okay, yes, I'm so glad you don't know about this. I guess this is a big thing in Boston, because I'm having that experience of discovering it for the first time, and now it's... It's literally everywhere, and everybody knows about it but me. I tried one last night. Two thumbs up. Yeah, give that thing, give that shit a shot. Mmm, that sounds really good. I like, I really like putting brown sugar on my rim, and I can imagine it would also be good, like on the rim of a glass. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we'll maybe cut. That no, out. that was that was gross. I kind of liked it. 
<laughs> I think you should keep that. Don't cut that. <laughs> I made the same joke last night because we were drinking margaritas. <laughs> I, You know, it's funny. As you were saying that, I'm like, does he know he's making a butthole joke uh, right now? And then I'm like, oh, he knows. Butthole jokes halfway, do not escape Halfway me. through, I realized you knew it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's a very different sensation than putting salt on my rim. So I'm going to have to give this a, give this a try. Yeah, it'd probably be much more pleasant the salt. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, all Anyways. right, so that's we're at, we're through number four. So that means if my timing is back on, Cucar Mike is back in business. To a couple honorable mentions, one that I don't engage in, but that I think sounds really fun in the fall is knitting. <laughs> Our friend Ketty, who I don't think listens to this pod, I'm not even sure she knows it exists. I forgot to wish her a happy birthday the other day, so she might, even if she does, she probably won't listen in protest. Yeah. She loves to knit, and I can just go cast my mind back to college. She knitted so much in the fall. Once again, a survival tactic, I think, to stay warm come yeah. winter. Knitting seems really relaxing and nice in the fall. I've not done it, and I think if we asked Ketty, she would tell us that it's great at every moment. Of every day of, of every year. She did knit an awful lot. But I have to think that it's more pleasant in the fall, right? I would think so. Another one that I do love, especially this time of year, tubbing. I tub all year round. So I do like the, my parents in their house that they're in the process of selling have a hot tub. And so I would hot tub like a 90 degree dabby in the hot tub reading a book. But this time of year, I love to brew some Michael tea, hop in the tub, and just let my juice, just let my juices soak. Okay. This, I took one this morning, in fact. It was a nice way to warm up. My feet hurt when I first got in there because the feet were cold and then the tub was warm, but I equalized quickly and it was lovely. Yeah, I don't tub. <laughs> Fool. Fool of a toque. Last time I tubbed was <laughs> the bathtub in my old apartment had like jets in it, like a hot tub. Ooh. And Cam loves hot tubbing just as much as you do. And so he insisted that we use it. <laughs> and that's the only time, I think even since I've moved out, since there's still people living there. I don't think it's been used before or after that, but we hot tubbed in that tub. Yeah. And that was fun because we had a bubble bath. But I, like, Ooh. this is, like, this is several years ago and I have not tubbed since. But I, I trust that it's a pleasant experience for you. And I guess I could imagine why it might be even more pleasurable in the fall when outside temperatures dip a little. Oh yeah. For the tubularly inclined, this is a, this is a hell of a <laughs> time to be alive. It's a good time to be alive. Uh, another one. So this one would be number one, probably if it, if I thought it, if I thought it were more fall skewed reading. So I, I yeah. know I can't, I can't in good faith put this on the list because it's unfair. <laughs> like I yeah. don't, I don't think it represents a good faith effort to, to capture the top 10 fall activities if I put it on this list. Yeah. And if I put it on this list, I got to put it really high. But I'll give a quick a quick pitch on this. Sitting in my chair, cat on the arm of my chair. I don't have a fireplace, maybe someday. But it'd be great to have the fireplace crackling, my little reading light on, good book, cozied up under a blanket. Probably mm-hmm. combining a few of these other things, I've probably got, you know, maybe a pie going in the oven, having a nice pumpkin spice latte. It's heaven. Just have, but I don't think it's really fair to put it on this list, but it, it it's a great, it's a great fall activity. Yeah, I agreed. I think you're right on. So those are my honorable mentions. And I think maybe we'll keep going through just so we don't yeah. accidentally step on it and then you can throw yours in. Mm-hmm. All right. So number three is a mixture of convenience and taste. One pot cooking. So this is great because I, I know you're a fan. I am too. so, I, I had it. This is number one on my, like my personal tally over here. I, I, go, 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 go. I'm so glad. I Just a couple of things I love to make this time of year are chili. I love making a good beef stew. My favorite food that I make, and it's not any great skill of mine, it's just good foods. It's oxtail stew, but I make it with short ribs. So I basically just put short ribs in dark beer and tomatoes with some veggies and then put it over mashed potatoes. And it just, uh, here's what I do, Kyle. I put a couple things in a pot yeah. all together. I only have one pot to clean. And then I put it in the oven for a long period of time, ignore it, get the smells, and then get it later. Yep. And then sometimes with those other things, I put them in a slow cooker, set it for like 12 hours, and then eat it when I get home. Yep. It is the perfect cross-section of convenience and taste. I, 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 for me, this would probably be number one. I Like, I love this time of year because I could make chili every week and it would not be frowned upon. Like, yeah. chilies, soups chowders and your neck of the woods like all yes. this stuff is prime time Ali just like won't even eat 
<laughs> like stuff like that in summer. Like, yeah, it's like it, it's, it's the perfect time for this kind of thing. And I'll group into that. I don't cook it and you wouldn't use a one pot to do it. But like, this is the perfect time of year to eat like ramen, like any, any, yeah. kind, of, any kind of like hot, like spoon food is, is the perfect time for you. And I, we at work every year, we have a chili cook off that takes place in October because we have a, a coworker whose birthday is on October and she makes a big deal about it. And we like center the festivities around her birthday. And it's the greatest work day of the year because every like 12 more people bring in chili. Mm-hmm. It's just the perfect time of year. And then at the Super Bowl, we have soup or bowl day, which is the same thing, Ooh. except everyone brings in soup. Chilies and soups, this is their time to shine. And those are two of my favorite things to eat and make. So, and again, it's just the gravy on top. Ooh, gravy. It's just gravy on top that Ooh. you only have to dirty one dish oftentimes when making these things. I, I love one pot cooking. Hundred percent, you said it all, my friend. So we we'll see where it lands, but it's gonna be high. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, one of my favorite things to do: layering. <laughs> Damn, I love layering. I've got, as you know, a collection of the most comfortable clothing on this planet. You do. I love the fact that at this time of year, I can wear a flannel button down, a V neck sweater, which I'm wearing right now. Yep, and a coat and look fly as hell. And on my bottoms. Oftentimes, I can wear long underwear underneath pants, or if I'm feeling very smart, and I usually am at this time of year, I wear my pants with built-in PJs. <laughs> I wear my pajama-lined pant bottoms. I just, you look fly as hell. You don't lock in this disgusting layer of sweat like you do if you layer at other times of year. It's great because in the fall especially... The temperature varies so greatly throughout the day that in the morning, you're probably going to need that coat. But then, ooh, what do you know? Mid-morning starts coming. It's a little bit warm. Sun's coming out. Drop the jacket. Yep. But now, luckily, I've got the sweater. If it gets really hot, you're walking around too much, drop the sweater. Now I'm at the perfect temperature. And then as the day goes down, as it crests, I start putting layers back on. To me, you look great. You feel great. It's just... Oh, I love layering up in the fall. I think layering is a huge part of it. I think, but just in general, it's just that you, your wardrobe just expands and you, like the, I, this is maybe my favorite article of clothing. I'm wearing it right now. My Patagonia, like it's yep. so comfy. Often my sitting right next to me on the couch. I don't have it on right now is vest. You can wear vests in fall. Yeah. Wool socks. Oh. <gasps> No, no product plug, but smart wool makes a hell of a sock. They do. <laughs> I like, I think I, I would, layering is a huge part of it. I love the versatility, but I just think like, like hoodies. Yeah. The big thing. We can call this more broad, like wearing fall clothing. Fall clothing. I think the big ones are hoodies, sweaters, vests, socks. Corduroys. I love cords. corduroys personally. You do love cords. <laughs> I, 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 ugh. and this is more of a, a winter thing, I guess. But I like that you can start to wear, like, headgear, like hats and things. Yeah. Wear your scally cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. I think fall clothing, unquestionably, needs to be very high on the... I always look forward to it. And there's, like, there's always, like, one day a year where you're like, it's time. Yeah. Exactly. And for me, it's really important that I look as good as possible in the fall because I start to look really bad in the winter. I get really pasty. I, I've got three cold sores right now as we record, mm. which is very irregular for the fall. Usually, I don't have my cold sore explosion until sometime like an early winter. Happened early. Maybe that means it'll be. It's like the groundhog. Like it'll be a. It'll be an easier winter. Maybe. But winter comes for me hard, so I've <laughs> got to look my best in fall. Make the most of your time. Yeah, I'm one of the knights of summer. Like I need. <laughs> I need a good fall. Very good. Yeah. This yeah. is This is assuredly top. Two material. Oh, excellent. All right. And so number one, it's sort of a broad category. Number one is communing with nature. I think that there are several different forms that this can take. I don't want to limit to one. People like to hunt. This is a great time to hunt. It's a great time to hike. It's a great time to bird watch. In fact, it's actually a great time to have a picnic for those of you who haven't done a, a fall picnic. But being, so the peeping of the leaves is wonderful. But actually being out and just enjoying nature, walking up a hill somewhere, strolling through an orchard, this is the perfect time to enjoy all of creation. Hmm. I think that this is, like, your sense is correct. Like, that. this is the best part of fall. 
it just feels like we're kind of including like a bunch of things we've already put on this list in this catch-all. You know what I mean? Okay. Do you, do you have a pitch? So I, but I, I think I, so I agree. So I think the, the difference I'm, I'm drawing here is that this is not city nature. This isn't looking at nature. This is being in nature in a more rural or at least suburban sense. Mm. So maybe if we associate this with one particular activity, that might make this a feel like a more valid category. Like hiking? You think hiking is a I good think, catch-all? I think hiking is a pretty good catch-all for this. I could get on board with that. And it may be, maybe because we're narrowing it a little, it falls back a little bit on the list. I think that's but probably, I, yeah. But I think hiking through wilderness, this is the time to do it. And it's so glorious. There's a smell that exists in fall, in the woods, in a field somewhere that just doesn't exist at any other time or in any other place. As weird as it is, the smell of like, like the onset of decaying of like pile of leaves is like, yeah. It's, it's not like necessarily a pleasant smell, but it's like a very a seasonal one. So like you smell yeah. it and you think fall, you know, like there's a, but we've discussed it at length, the soundscape of fall. I, I like the idea of like a, a broad, like just doing things outside kind of thing. I do think we need to narrow it a little bit, but you're right. Like there is something special about being out in like a undeveloped area. Yeah. Like no phone service, like just being in really in nature at this time of year is so glorious. Yeah. I think like, like hiking slash camping could be like a fit for this because I know a lot of people like to do that at this time of year. I think hiking is a good one because it feels like a good catch all and it doesn't necessarily mean hiking straight up either. So I think it's friendly to whatever your inclination is. However you like to transport yourself through wilderness. Mm. I think that this like wilderness hiking is because is the thing because one of my honorable mentions is like I really like riding my bike in the fall. I really like I know this is true of a lot of people. People like running like fall is the best time to run because mm-hmm. you can put on like a long sleeve or like even get away with like short sleeve shirt and it's the perfect temperature to run. You're not dying. Yeah. Like just being outside and like being active outside in in the fall is great and another one of my honorable mentions was going to be like touch football like <gasps> oh it's such a great time for touch football like just being active outside is best in the autumn it's the best it, and i don't think we can say like physical activity <laughs> is number one so i think we can we should pick hiking but with the understanding that like a lot of these have to do with being outside in general. Exerting yourself outside in the fall is a real pleasure. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. I didn't really have any many honorable. I just, I just listed them all because you said yeah. I, I had chili on here. We talked about one pot cooking. I had running and touch football, which I think if we have like hiking doesn't account for them, but we already have sports on this list and we have like hiking, which is pretty adjacent to running. So I don't think we need to. I don't actually think I have any serious ones that I want to put on this list. Okay. I wouldn't hate if, if we decided there was something that didn't feel appropriate. I think that the touch football thing is different enough and important enough that I would feel okay if that ended up slotting in somewhere. Let's do that. I then. think that you're right about the hiking and the running thing, but I think that the hiking to football is a little more of a leap that I would be comfortable with. Let's, um, let's put touch football on then because just thinking back to like, childhood and also more specifically for us playing touch football in college was like some of the finest memories we've ever created with each other so i think just in so many ways like so reflects the development and differences in our relationships over time and like all the things we learned about each other there was a very educational experience for us (laughs) like just going on a flag you know like a little touch football game is probably true of all friend groups tells anybody everything they need to know but each one of us the dynamics of the group yeah yes (laughs) i I think we'll put it on there yeah as far as vulnerability goes i don't know i love all of these so much it's just such a great time Uh. i think you know i think so just to kind of to pull the curtain back a little bit on the production of this show i feel like when i'm putting a top 10 list together i know immediately because if it's a good topic i'll have a burst of like seven immediately and then like five more and then three more the ones where you're like "Ah, i love this idea but it's not it doesn't quite work that that, you never have that experience but this one just fell out because there's so much good stuff yeah this is an obvious one 
I don't know. What looks vulnerable to you? Well, I think, so I think Apple picking needs to move up. I, I think, I don't want to like, I, I know we get in trouble when we group, but I think, it, I think that it makes sense to say like orchards because. Yes. Because, yeah, that's probably a good because point. Because nobody just goes to Apple pick and then doesn't get, get like cinnamon donuts and drink yeah. hot oh. cider and do a hayride and do a maze. Like it's, it's a, it's like a, it's, it would be, I think it actually would be weird to separate it out, you know? Yeah, I think that's a reasonable take. So let's do that and move it up. Yeah, so orcharding. I don't know, there's nothing on here that I, I think should, like, doesn't really belong. Like, you had I'm, baking at 10, and I think baking is a lock. Like, it needs to be on here. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. It's just so good. It's just such a good season. Uh, maybe, like, we can't really group, we can't really group, like, strolling with hiking, because I think we've discussed that there's a real difference there. Yeah, I, the, I mean, I could, I was just going to, it was blasphemy. I was going to say something about snuggling. The only, the only thing that I could, the only reason I could pull snuggling off this list is because it's so deeply associated with like everything else on here. Mm. It's just, it feels inextricable from some of these activities, but even so, you don't even have to do any of these other things. Just snuggle and it's great. Yeah. And you can even, like you said, snuggle with yourself and it's great. I don't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable pulling it off. I really don't know. Like maybe we pull strolling. I don't. Would you rather have strolling or hiking? They're so different. I want them both. But I don't think that touch football falls off either. Yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting a little dry mouth here. I'm getting anxious about pulling anything off of this. But also, I don't know. I, I guess we could pull strolling because strolling. There's so many other things that you add to strolling that make it as wonderful as it is. I guess because you're right. Like a lot of it is like the general temperature and stuff that we've discussed like with hiking and then like you probably have a hot beverage in your hand we talked oh, and that. you probably have a one pot at home that's waiting for you yeah you're gonna go snuggle at home and and you you are definitely layering at this point yeah that's true okay. all right so that's that you know right. what let's i think that's i think that no matter what it was it was going to be a problem of it's combined with too many other things yeah like the thing that came off this list that was going to be it's dare i say flaw okay all right let's do that all then. right cool Okay, so let's get to work. I think yeah. fall clothes should be number one. I'm in. I'm okay. in on that. Okay. I think I would actually put fall beverages over one pot cooking and like fall foods. Like I think fall beverages have more cachet than fall foods. Does that make sense? I think that's reasonable. And then this is maybe a hot take, but because it's so seasonal, I would I would put like orcharding orchard sorry orcharding up at like four. Or five. What do you think? Yeah, I th- I, I'm having a hard time complaining about this. I probably go orcharding four, sports five, and then I probably go our hiking six. Mm-hmm. I'm actually thinking I might correct myself and go snuggling above leaf peeping. Yeah, I think I think on, I think I would put leaf peeping down at like I don't know, like that might be ten. That might be a ten. Okay, leaf peeping. Is that one word? I think it's two. <laughs> so, okay. So then what do you think about for seven, eight, nine, we go like s- snuggling, then touch football, then baking? That's exactly what I was thinking. Then in, th- in that case, it feels like we have like a definitive list of the best fall activities. As I look at my computer, I see 10 things in order and I feel good about that order. And it seems like you do too. I do. I think, yeah, so I think I, you should be I've got a list. And then we'll get out of here. All right. So number 10, leaf peeping, or otherwise taking in the beauty of fall. Number nine, baking, preferably something with a lot of cinnamon and spice. Number eight, what begins as touch football and ends with tackle football, especially in our group. Number seven, snuggling in all its wondrous forms. Number six, hiking through the glorious nature. Number five, watching your many options for sports, but probably in this case specifically, we're thinking about American football. Number four, orcharding, picking, riding, whatever. Number three, one pot cooking, something hearty and warm. Number two, consuming fall beverages, hot or semi-hot. And number one, the greatest thing about fall, putting on that fall clothing. Mm. Damn, I'm going to do a lot of these things today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more now than I was planning to originally. Yeah, for sure. Get that crockpot out. Oh, yeah. All right, buddy. Good work. All right, dog. That was beautiful. All right. I'll see you next week. Reva Dirch. Bye. Alrighty, friends. 
That was our top 10 for this week, but now we'd love to hear your top 10. So please check us out on all of our available social media outlets, traditional outlets, whatever outlets we have. Check us out on Twitter at top10km. That's all spelled out, top10km. Our email, top10km, spelled the same way, at gmail.com. Or our site, top10km.podbean.com. All forms of communication accepted except for serial killer notes. Please don't send us any of those. If you like the pod, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never have to miss an episode of Top 10 ever again. If you didn't like it, please tell us why. We'll try to make the show better. Our theme music was composed by Kevin McLeod, and our artwork was created by Erin Sant. You can check out her stuff at Sant Design on Instagram. Alrighty, goons. We'll see you next.